I will not kneel in front of you when you command me to take a life of a man who's just trying to help the people he loves. The long, dark, wooden floors stretch out beneath you again as you stare into the face of Valinor, the Githyanki who stood in front of you, his long red robe covering the majority of his body and his short sword in his hand as he looks into your face. It's time, Drago. I think it's... I think it's your time for the second test. Good. This one will test your resolve. You will have to attune yourself with the eternal plane... In deep, concentrated prayer, you will... <sighs> and he looks down at the ground and takes a deep breath and, and swallows. You will have to walk the walk of the forge. You walk along a long corridor, a long, giant corridor with pillars, massive pillars on either side. If you reach the end, you reach the forge where it all began for Akiva when he was mortal. And there you attune yourself to a weapon, a holy weapon. But along the corridor you face all those that you have slain in the past, all those who have died at your watch. And it's something that took me many tries to get through. I wish you all the best. Thank you, but it is just walking. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just walking. And he turns around and sits down on one of the two wooden chairs that are the only thing in this space of wooden floor that stretches off into the distance. As he sits down and leans on his small, battered short sword, he looks up behind you and then kind of lifts his head in kind of like a look-over-there kind of way behind you. Drago follows his gaze. And as you turn around, the wooden floor has shifted and changed. And you can see in front of you a long high arched walkway massive marble pillars running alongside a cold dark polished floor as well a low white light emanating from a very high ceiling that casts shadows through the huge figures there's no end to this passageway in sight you hear Valinor from over your shoulder this is where we need to part I cannot take you down there only you can walk through those you have slain. Very well. I hope I see you when I come out of here. As do I. May you have the blessing of Akiva, Drago. Right, uh, you too. Thank you. Yeah, okay. And Drago swings Dengon's deception back onto his back and strides forward. As you start to walk down this long, high-arched walkway, each of your footsteps echo in the space as your feet pad down onto the cold floor beneath you. And what you start to see 
As you start to walk down here, these shimmering blue and black figures peeling round the pillars. As you hear these noises and whispers start to grow and grow and grow. And the first wave you see come peel round two pillars, one of either side or one of a sea of kobolds, goblins, orcs, a human druid, elementals, all these creatures come out and fill either side of the uh, walkway. Not walking into your way, but leaving about 15 feet worth of walking distance between either side of you. Could you make uh, a wisdom saving throw, please, Drago? Nine. You only had to pass with a five, so you passed that first one. Um, as you walk past these, you steal yourself and you see figures from a past life, a life in the Sword Coast. You see a druid that uh, you critted once upon a time. Fucked up. Thank you very much for that. Long before we recorded. <laughs> you see sea of cobalts uh, that you slain in protection of your village many, many years ago now. Orcs that you killed in the release of Shadar, goblins you fought on the Sword Coast, elementals you fought in the Osran Islands, creatures that you slain without much thought. They look up almost in awe and recognition of you, ethereal. This must be the physical manifestation of their souls as you walk past. You still yourself as you walk past. Drago just looks around him as he's walking and he... He recognised these foes. They don't cause him any bother. They attacked him. It was battle. He just nods his head as a sign of respect because there's always a loser in battle. And that day it wasn't him. Steals his mind and carries on walking. Slowly the figures peter out after quite a few steps. So it takes a while to walk past them all. And as you turn around backwards to look at where you've come from, you cannot see Valinor or the forever wood stretching off of the of the floor of this, what seemed like just an empty room. And you cannot see the ethereal souls of all these creatures previous. You walk for what feels like 10, 15 minutes in silence, your feet padding on the cold floor, passing pillar after pillar after pillar, and still no end in sight. And then you feel again that... Whispers start to take place again and more figures peel out this time. But these are humans. These are humans in thick leathers over their heads and over their bodies with long beards. Many of them you don't recognise. There's probably about 50 or 60 of these. But one of them you do recognise at the front. You recognise an old man and a small dog. And he smiles at you. As you start to walk nearer and nearer to him. Could you make a second wisdom saving throw, please, before... Sorry, yes, you will have time to <laughs> to question that. Five. Uh, he, he nods at you slightly as you start to walk on by. Oh, I, I know you. Yes, you do. It's been quite some time, Drago. Just to cut in here. I know him from where? The Osrin Islands. This was the old man that you had the sword against. That it wasn't actually him you had the sword against because that was a, obviously an ethereal being. But oh my god, there was, there was a whole another chapter where you went back to the Osrin Islands and there was a small encampment of people there still alive, still waiting rescue that were never rescued, that died. And this is them. See, so you found your dog. Dog never left me. It was you that left us. Left you. 
The figure you saw of me was nothing but the creation of Erekas. There was a small group of us just north of where you were staying. If you had just travelled out slightly further, you would have found us alive. You mean... And Drago looks behind him at all the humans. These were your people. These were the few that had fought against Erekas and survived. His version of me told you the place was empty. You were not to believe otherwise, but he deceived you. And now all these people are dead? Yes. And their souls are with the Kiva now. Okay. I'm sorry. The figure of the man with his dog doesn't respond to that, but just nods slowly and backs away from you, allowing you passage to I didn't know. As Drago walks on. I didn't know. And walks on less sure of himself as he's thinking about the 50 humans that he's just passed Mm -hmm. and could have helped. Just so you know, this will be done as like a skill challenge for and against. If you get an overall pass, you pass. If you get an overall fail, you fail. So that's one of each so far. As you continue to walk further up, still now slightly unsure of yourself as these figures of, of those from the Osran Islands have passed. Again, you walk for some time in quiet contemplation and silence as the pads of your feet are the only noise and solace that breaks the silence. And you hear again another and you start to see these figures step round. But these are men. These are soldiers. Step round with armour on them. Still the same ethereal sense of them. But they have, hold a white star on their chest. And you see some of them with bandages. Some of them covering wounds across their face, their arms. A mixture of races and creeds. As they step through, about 30 of them probably stood either side flanking your wall. You didn't die by my hand. There were those, and one steps out from amongst them. How bleak more you didn't manage to save. Those that were overrun in the camps. Those that died at the undead's hand. And when you were busy raging and fighting your own battle, we died. You died while I raged. Yes. I thought I could protect all of you. (sighs) Could you give me a wisdom saving throw, please? Seven. Okay. The human that stepped out nods, knowing a knowing nod, and steps back into the ranks of all those others different staring at you as you walk past slowly, again taking in each face. Drago's fists close as he walks forward. Um, He tries to meet the gaze of those around him, but will drop his eyes if anyone catches his stare. Many of them do. And shifts his glance around uncomfortably and walks forward. There's a gap again. And again. But this time a single figure walks round. This is a tall, 
demonoid looking creature with a large cape on and four long tentacles coming down from its face almost like an octopus on its head you recognize this instantly as the creature that killed Shadar and used uh, the disintegrate against him could you give me another wisdom saving throw please uh, crit 20 22 in Two. total Okay, thank you. The creature steps out and speaks to you telepathically. Its mouth doesn't move. You were stronger then. Now you are stronger without Shadar. Don't you agree? How dare you mention that name to me? You do not get to utter Shadar. The creature stares at you for just a moment and it breaks its gaze and steps out of your path and allows you to walk past. Drago's not filled with confidence by this because his memory is flooded with the time that he saw Shadar get disintegrated. And though he steps forward... It's with less confidence each time as he remembers Elthea and the conversation they had where Elthea blamed Drago for Shadar's death and he's starting to second guess himself. And again, your feet pad on the cold, marble, dark floor. And again, and you see orcs step round from the corners now, tall, muscular, Almost soldier-like orcs step through in there, 30, 40 of them. Stood there, all snarling, all viciously looking at you. And as you start to step close, all their eyes look upon you. And suddenly their form starts to melt away slowly down into humans, into women, into children, into those in simple attire, peasants if you will. They all stare, all human now, none armed, looking at you. Can you please give me a wisdom saving throw, please? Fifteen. A single old woman steps out in a grey dress and a white frock, stands in your path and looks directly at you. I don't remember killing you. And that's the worst part of it, Drago. You don't remember, but in time, you will. And the figure steps back away, allowing you to pass. Drago looks the old lady up and down. Do I want to remember? She steps forward again and utters a single word, looking you dead in the eye, looking up at you dead in the eye. No. Before all of them just disappear into ash. Drago just walks on. As your gaze finally looks up towards where you're walking, you can see it ends. You can see an end in sight. And what you see is suddenly appearing into view is this giant forge. But nothing out of the ordinary. This looks like it could be handled by a mortal of some description. What's interesting about it, though, is there are large gaps off to the, le- off to the right where it falls down into the centre of the earth almost. You see giant pulley wheels and a light piercing in from something you assume is above ground somewhere. But the focal point here is the forge itself. The 
fire and heat emanating from this is immense. But what's interesting about it and incredible about it is the the decor around it is one of a giant's dragon head. And the center of the forge is its mouth open wide with fangs pointing in. You can see a figure standing in front of it, just the shadow of an outside of the figure standing in front of it. As you start to come closer and closer, it turns. You can't see its face, but you can just see these two eyes staring back at you, blue eyes staring back at you. I assume you're a keeper. You assume correctly, Drago. Who were those people that I just passed? Is this a mind game? A trick? They were those that you have slain. I haven't slain those. They weren't people from my past. I don't recognize them. They were people from a past before here. You might not remember, but you will in time. And it will help you and will break you. Let's carry on. What else do you need me to do? Pick an option. You have three souls worthy of holy weaponry. Choose. And on that, the figure drops whatever it's holding, what looks like an anvil of some, some kind, and steps to the side. And from this dragon's head, the first figure starts to kind of make its way out. And at first you can just see an outline, and as it gets out further and further, you start to recognise um, this first one. It's a strangely familiar face, but the eyes you don't recognise, but the, the, the face you do. Uh, it's the being of Jameis Hardgreave, the person who you uh, solemnly burnt in a pyre outside the Galanin hollows. He steps out, smiles at you, gives a knowing nod, and just steps to the side. The next is an even taller figure, thin, but incredibly tall, and it doesn't walk, it kind of glides out. You see the tall, gaunt, skeletal figure of Erekas, the lunatic, floats into view. It's got a clear line around its neck, but its head is attached to the body now. Again, it lives a wry smile and nods to you. The last figure that steps through is a short, stout figure oh God. of a dwarf. And you see Shadar oh, step through. I was worried you were going to do this. He smiles, nods, and steps to the side. The blacksmith, if you want for a better word, the Akiva at this point, would have then instantly told into Drago's head what these three souls could and can't do. If you choose to uh, go with Shadar, with the weapon you imbue, uh, it gives you additional, it gives you an additional plus one damage to smite attacks. If you choose to go with Erekas's soul, you get access to the spell Animate Dead once per long rest. And Akiva releases souls from the Eternal Plane to kind of serve his will. And if you pick Jameis Hardgreave's soul, you have access to uh, black uh, magic missiles. But instead of missiles, they're Black Mouth Ranger arrows that do a plus one damage than regular magic missiles. 
You must now, though, choose your weapon. Drago. Drago looks past Akiva towards Shader. Is that really you? He smiles and nods his head. Are you safe? He nods. Are you at peace? He nods. And then he turns to Jameis. I'm sorry that I never got to meet you. But your friend Kennard, he's doing his very best to honour your memory. You should know that. Tell him I'm watching and I'm, I'm eternally grateful for what he does for my family. But he has no obligation to do so. Drago smiles slightly. I'll tell him that. Whether or not he'll listen, I'm not sure. And Drago's eyes shift to Erika's. You. Fuck you. Really, that's all you have to say? We could be quite the bearing, you and I. Think about it. I'm done with you. Akiva, I've made my choice, is Shadar. Very well. But you must pick a weapon. Which weapon will we imbue the soul of Shadar in? Drago withdraws the axe of Olaf from his hip, the weapon that Shadar wielded. There's only one weapon that could contain such a warrior's soul. And he holds it out in front of uh, Akiva. Akiva nods, or the head of this blacksmith nods. And with his hammer, he leans out towards Shadar. Shadar looks for a final time out to you. And then reaches out with his right hand and grasps the head of the uh, hammer. And he disappears into the head of the hammer. Akiva then turns around to you, takes the axe of Olaf out of you, and with a single hit, poof, hits in. There's this almighty crack that you hear echo through the area. And as he hands it back to you now, this now glowing blade, um, glowing axe. Your blade is to serve. Your blade is to return those to the eternal plane. Let this soul imbue you with the will and strength of a key. (gasps) And as he hands it over to you, if you do indeed make it to use smite, you can now add plus one to any smite damage that's done. Now that has the imbued the soul of Akiva, uh, has the imbued soul of Shadar. So Drago nods and reaches over to grab the axe. The power of Shadar, as well as Akiva. Drago wants to make that clear. The blacksmith nods. Okay. I'm changing the name of this blade to the axe of Shadar. Puts the axe back along his hip. And before you do that, the blacksmith holds up a hand for a second in kind of pausing you and then kind of gestures for you to look at the axe again. And as you turn over the hilt where it does say the axe of Olaf, it's changing and (laughs) the words adjust and it spells out Shadar now instead. So it says the axe of Shadar. And the weapon is also already being um, attuned to you as well. So that is now your second slot for attunement. So you only have one more left. But the weapon is now attuned. It still retains its old uh, capabilities as well. But now you just have that additional damage. So it does return to you. I need to ask Callum what those abilities are. (laughs) I'm sure he'll be able to tell you. Lovely. Um, The blacksmith turns to the other two figures of Jameis and and Erekas. They both knowingly 
look towards Akiva and just uh, disseminate, disseminate into ash and pass away. Uh, this is the second test, Drago. The next will test you. As indeed these first two have. Drago takes a measured look at Akiva. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak to Shada. I will be sure to honour him and you. The blacksmith looks back at you. Do. Giving up a soul to not return. I do not do lightly, given the lack of souls in the eternal plane. Now go! Shadar's place has always been a warrior. He will be happy to fight again. And Drago turns away and walks back down. As you stare down at the now named Axe of Shadar, its dark metal seems to now glow. A white aura comes from the handle and hilt. As you can feel something warm but fiery inside of it. Very different to that when you hold Dengon's Deception. You stare down at the floor beneath you of wooden floor that stretch off off into the horizon. And as your eyes come up, you see the Githyanki sat 30 feet away from you in a chair, leaning on his short, battered short sword, looking at you. Believe it's the third test soon, Drago. How are you feeling? Okay, well, that one was not easy. It wasn't. Was not easy. No. They rarely are. Why do you keep coming back? I, uh. The eyes shift. I need to save. some people close to me. Cannot do it without Akiva's. power. Cannot do it without. his will. How many times did you say you've done this? Drago's dying to just lean forward a little bit too heavy. The past two trials have exerted a lot of effort from him. Over 50 times. Many of them end in failure at any of the three or four stages I have never completed and passed all four. For me, I need all four. For you, you might not need them all. You should know that Akiva is lucky to have someone like you fight for him or for the the chance to align with him. Well, we must be of a standard and if we are not at that standard then we must wallow and repeat if need be or return long from now but I do not have that time Drago as I seem to remember you saying you do not have the time no you're right how do I start this third trial he looks at you for a second it's already begun and then he disappears out the sand returns to the fighting pit from the first test where you fought the death slard you see in front of you now this creature still with wound in its middle of its skull lying there and you hear the groans of the crowd around you and as you look at them again you still can't see them. 
and you hear the voice of a kiva in your head, the buzzing in your ears, followed by, In life as in death, souls are worthy of preservation, of control. Even those that have undertaken despicable acts in their mortal form. You have the ability now to raise dead. Test yourself, Drago. Make this being's soul return to its body. And now you get the sense... The, the buzzing in your ears moves down and feels it vibrating into your throat and into your chest. As similarly to when you can use your intimidating presence and when you can use your uh, ice breath, you have this innate knowledge now that you can do this thing. You know how and where to cast and how to draw a soul back from the eternal plane into this being. As the groans continue to emanate around you, the body lays there dead in front of you. You have a sense of calmness almost come over you. Drago just takes in the moment almost as if it's happening in slow motion. He can just hear his breath and the heart in his chest beating furiously as the adrenaline from being back in the fighting pit dissipates and he just catches the sense of his calm mind as the Kiva's effects start to take hold of him. I'm ready. As you step forward, this is going to be run as a kind of a skill challenge over a number of your skills. The first one, and these are things innately you just know you have to be able to do. The first one is you need to make sure the bond to your deity is solid. You've already attuned to that of a kiva, but you need to test that connection, almost like testing an internet connection. Could you give me a religion test to begin with, please? It's like a dial-up modem. Oh my god. What did you roll? A critical hit. As we, if we was here, he'd say there are no crits, unfortunately, but what did you get? 20 plus yeah, two? Plus two. Yeah, it's a 22. Lovely. You feel that bond and that connection now stronger than ever, almost like you've been going through the trials and speaking a lot to Akiva has uh, strengthened that somewhat. The connection's there. The next step is your capacity to physically cast the spell. You know it has a verbal, semantic, and a material concept to it. Uh, could you give me an arcana test, please? 15. You look down and you look up. You let your eyes fuzz over. Your lips and tongue start moving and you start speaking abyssal. Uh, there's noises and glottal sounds start to come out of your mouth, none of which you seem to really understand. Uh, your hands and your claws start waving in a specific direction, making these shapes in the air. And all of a sudden you reach into what you assume is a pouch and draw out some charcoal, which you crush in your hand and whoosh, blow out into the air in front of you. You've successfully cast the spell raised dead. There's silence as the, as the ash starts to fall over the creature of the Desolade. And then you hear a screaming coming from below as you feel this 
uh, wisp of death kind of turns and heads straight towards you, hits into your chest. And it, you look down and it's disappeared. There's nothing there, but you feel this presence start to move around your body as, as this, as the soul starts to mix with the own and starts to move around. Could you give me a constitution saving throw, please? What the fuck is this? 23. A soul once summoned has one of two options. It either goes into that of the summoner or into the creature that it's chosen. Well, I've just made that up, but I think that sounds pretty fucking sick. Fucking well um, good. And uh, as it comes up, it goes straight into the live being, because why the fuck wouldn't you? Why would you go into the being of something dead? But it fights against the soul that's currently in there, and your constitution manages to keep it away from yours and separate. The final role which you have to make is one of internal intimidation. Could you give me an intimidation check, please, Drago? 24. To push this soul out, you have to almost internalize rage. And you internalize it and push it down into almost a soul-bonded level against this other creature. It's a level of combat you've never really had to acclimatize to before, an internal combat. And you feel your own soul battling against the will of this death slug, this chaotically evil creature that wants to overtake this live body. Uh, and your, your internal morality your internal being manages to push this soul back out of your chest and it moves straight into this death slide it's the creature slowly kind of stands on its feet for a second or two stares at you before becoming ash and disappearing and the crowd around seem to roar in in in, in surprise and in admiration of what you're doing as you look around, the body of this death slide has disappeared. Drago would have fallen onto his hands and knees, panting and sweating as if overcoming this massive fever that's taken hold of him, unsure of what he just did. And as you take a few breaths in, 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 and you can hear the noise, you feel a tap on your shoulder from behind you. Drago looks round with wide expression and you see a panicked face of githyanki you see the panicked face of valinor there with you drago uh, i shouldn't have been talking to you uh listen the final test involves me i've just i figured it out this is the reason why i've been here that's why i've been able to see what's been happening you must listen to me akiva is going to pit you against me and what we need to do is just bow to him do not do what he asks of us and then that will be how we pass i'm I, i'm sh i'm almost sure of it do you understand valinor calm down calm down you're saying that to pass this i don't do what akiva asks yes that one's done the, the third the faith you've completed it this last one you you just don't, don't do what he says just Listen to what I say and just just bow to Akiva, okay? He he wasn't happy with us talking. I, I I told you too much, but to pass, just just don't do what he tells you. Right. Uh, this is strange. I've just I think pulled a soul out. When does this when does this happen? I think I think it's happening now. And he looks wide-eyed at you and then looks wide-eyed over your shoulder. As you spin around, you can see this emanating, undulating, blue, pulsing energy, which you now know to be the kind of manifestation of Akiva. I knew that you were speaking to him, Valinor. This is your final test, 
Drago of trust. You must, you must kill Valinor. Only one may pass the test, and you must kill him. Valinor, if you can kill Drago, then you will pass this test. And as that's going on, Valinor's been trying to kind of catch your eye out of the corner of his. Drago uneasily looks at Valinor and catches his eye. And then he looks back to Akiva. Akiva, this Githranki has tried numerous times to be a follower. Why have you just left him there for me to kill? That makes no sense. He's as faithful as they come. There is only room for few in the ranks of the paladins of the Eternal Ones. I can only take those who are worthy. Claude took decades to complete the tests. And he's the most worthy man you have. He is. Only because of the time he spent in testing. Why should I speed along Valinor's journey? Because he could have quit. And instead he stayed. And that shows the courage that you tried to test me for. He didn't give up in the battles which chose the strength that you tested me for. Time after time he's come back. And all he needs is your help and power. To save those that he loves. I understand where he's coming from. I don't appreciate you commanding me to kill him. That's not what we agreed on. The undulating blue just continues to pulse for a second. You have two options, Drago. Either do what I command, or do what Valinor asked. I will not kneel in front of you when you command me to take a life of a man who's just trying to help the people he loves. And Drago stands up and just looks at the blue light. You should take him and make him one of your followers. If this is what gods do to their subjects, why the hell would I join you? The undulating blue continues to pulse and move and moves closer and closer to you. And the buzzing gets louder and louder in your ears. And then all of a sudden, you hear a crack. 
and your vision blurs as thud. You realize your head. You look up at your body and look up at the short sword in the hand of Valinor panting, <sighs> looking over you for a second before it bleeding away and you find yourself lying on this wooden floor again looking up into darkness, this time alone. And a figure steps out that isn't Valinor, but that of Tali, a ephemeral formed Tali, steps and sits on one of the chairs. She sighs. <sighs> well, you did pretty well, Drago. I'm guessing you're a Kiva again. She smiles. In a way, I like to break news this way sometimes. I would never choose to kill someone innocent just because you commanded it. Trust is singular to Akiva, to the cause. But that you may learn with time. Akiva, trust is not a one-way street. You do well to remember that I need to have trust in you for you to have trust in me. She lets out a wry smile and then from her hand she pulls out a small parchment. Well, by my count, you passed three of the four. That's a pass for me. What I'm offering to you then is we can undo and she kind of points at you some of the uh, the rage in you some of the barbarian and instill instead some of the paladin what do you say I don't get it I thought I failed you failed just one you still what's to become of Valinor that's beside the point and that's for uh that's for me to deal with. But you did raise an interesting point, something I will bear in mind in the future. But for now, you passed three of four, which gives you three possible routes you can take moving forward. We'll take some time now to discuss the intricacies of it, but know that you did very well. And know that Valinor is the only one that's well, aside from Claude, struggled for perfection to get all four, something that is not necessary to become a follower and a paladin of the Eternal Ones. Don't ask me to kill innocence. I won't ask you to do anything from now on, but know that to continue using the power that I will put into the Axe of Hedar and into your paladin abilities you must follow the code. You must follow what you've learned through these trials. And if you go against them, well, the powers will just subside. Claude knows all about this. What do I do now? I need this power. It's too important. The fate of too many lives rests on this. What do I do now? You return to the mortal plane. And you will have the abilities instilled upon you. 
Similarly to those you'll just have an innate knowledge and how to cast them. I'll make sure you know what to do. And trust me, when the time comes, you'll know when to use them too. Until then, you have Claude's amulet. If you need to speak to me, commune in a private moment, and we can talk further. I've got some thinking to do, Akiva. You're the closest thing I've ever been to having faith. Long may it continue. We'll see. Trust goes both ways. Aye. So it does. And the figure looks at you slightly longer as Harley, before fading away. Oh, that was hard, man. That was amazing. That was epic. You know what? I can't wait for Drago to make his way back to the group because it's been too long. Too long. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, tuning in, and making us a part of the everyday week. We appreciate you for it. If you wanted to keep in touch with us and follow our Twitter page, you can do so, which is at Fellowship Table. Then if you wanted to go one step further and follow us individually, you can do that too. Uh, let me see if I can remember everyone's. Here we go. Round table. I'm at I rolled a one. Will is at Natural Twenty. Will Casey's at Unicorn Crit. Danny's at Total Party Thrills. Darren's at Darren Page O Six. Callum's at the D Twenty Gamer, and our wicked awesome DM is at Hastily Roll DM. Until next time, guys. Farewell. Farewell.